happy Tuesday. Welcome to another episode of the podcast. Peace Be the Journey is meant to be reflective as I think we all are always looking for new ways, new strategies, new techniques to maintaining peace when we are in chaotic situations, when our present reality isn't exactly as we intended it to be and we are trying to recenter ourselves. This episode was actually recorded back in November. So it was very fascinating for me to listen to my own sentiments about what I was going through at the time. But I think the beautiful thing about life is that we are forever evolving and becoming stronger and more peaceful people. And so as you listen, you may find comfort in what one of us shares or what we all share and hopefully think a little bit more about how you have created peace and tranquility in your own life. I think our hope is to remind you that we are all learning on this journey. We all have things to work on and we are all finding our peace. All right, we rolling. (laughs) Hey y'all. This episode is coming right on time for me because there's a new moon and um, some big changes really happened for me in the past couple of days. So I'm excited to talk to y'all to kind of refill my cup. Um, I thought introductions today would be cool to just check in on how y'all are doing in this present moment. I'll go ahead and start. Um, So thank you for having me, Aaliyah. It really means a lot. Um, I am Ryan Guyton. I am Aaliyah's brother. Uh, For those of you who do not know, uh, I'm in Colorado. I am a small business development officer for a nonprofit. So I am extremely busy right now, given the pandemic and how many small business owners are out there and are suffering and are trying to make ends meet. Um, so I am helping them either get finances established or create a business plan and stuff like that. So it's been really busy in that regard. Um, and so, you know, as of today though, I feel really good. I turned 29 in two days. And so uh, I couldn't be uh, more humbled or happy to still have a chance to speak with about what it takes to be calm during these times. Um, I had COVID this year, it literally almost killed me. So for me to be able to talk to people today is really an honor to God. And so thank you again for having me. Uh, Popcorn Asia. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Uh, I'm Asia Ashley and I am currently a marketing consultant slash creative slash DJ. Um, I got a lot of different slashes. Um, And currently I'm feeling very um, all over the place, but I'm trying to find ground and get uh, get grounded and establish a a routine for myself uh, in just an everyday practice. And every week I'm starting something new. I'm trying something new just to find out what really works. And today was actually a pretty successful day. Um, 
it was uh, the one day where I, I woke up and I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm just going to feel for it and see how it goes. I woke up, joined Clubhouse, started my day with setting some intentions with, with Aaliyah and a group of, I want to say 40 other people. Um, I set some intentions, decided how I wanted to feel today, um, did some meditation, you know, had my alone time, did some journaling. Then I went and started my day and it was a very, very successful day. And for me, those come often, but not so often at the same time. So I'm, I think I'm just extremely excited for the fact that today was a successful day. And then I get to end it with you beautiful people. Um, so I apologize for coming in here a little frazzled, but that just means it was a very, very good day versus, you know, if I was, if I was extremely ready, then you should have been worried. That's the best time to worry. Right so I'm just happy to be here and share this moment with you guys. Thanks. Um, my name is Jaleesia. Uh, I am currently in the DC DMV area. Um, I call Atlanta home. Uh, I currently work as an education researcher slash um, burgeoning strategic consultant is what I'm trying to brand myself as. Um, but I also like to call myself a word therapist and a storyteller. Um, so just like branching out and trying to explore um, different parts of my creative being and how that shows up in the world. Um, today, I feel like um, I feel like my head has been in the clouds and I've been enjoying um, like finding my way through. I feel like it's been kind of foggy and like I don't really know what's going on but it's like it's not it hasn't been in like it hasn't felt negative it's just been like there's a lot happening around me and me trying to figure out like what are the possibilities what what are the different pathways that I might want to explore from here um and I feel like some of that has shown up as like <laughs> as joy some of that has shown up as confusion and frustration and anxiety um and naps hella naps I'm like learning how to like just accept that rest is healing and being like you know what maybe you should just rest right now because your head is full um and also just trying to like learn how to drain all of the thoughts from the overthinking in my head and just be like all right cool you did all of that thinking got out of your system drain it out and like move on to the next thing go outside breathe in some fresh air and just like do something different so I feel like that's where I'm at right now where I'm just continuing to drain the the, the thoughts from the previous moment and be present right now um, and I'm really excited to be here with y'all and being present with y'all yay um again it means a lot to me that y'all are here I actually put you three together because you all have a lot in common I don't know if you could tell from the introductions but um, you three, one, are just very spiritual people and are often the folks I, I go to when I just need spiritual guidance. Um, you all are around the same age or in your, in your late 20s. And I really want to start this off with um, now that you're, you know, you're about to enter the, the phase of 30, right, like in a year or, or even six months or whatever that looks like for you, a little bit more than a year. Um, what are lessons that you have for folks who are kind of in the mid twenties and um, are experiencing the 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 confusion and fluster of like figuring out what they want to do and what they want to be um, 
like how they want to exist in the world? I think for me, the advice I would give is to try it all out. Whatever pops into your head, try it out because you never know where it'll take you or what you'll learn about yourself or what you'll learn about that person or that opportunity that you engage with. And don't fill yourself up with so much pressure to have it all together because you probably won't. You just won't, you know? Like if you are lucky to have it all together, that's great, that's amazing. But more times than not, you're not gonna have it together. So um, just give yourself grace do all the things you dream of, uh, try it all out and just take note of what works and what doesn't. And remember that. So when you get to your late twenties or when you turn 29 or almost 30, you can go back and look at what you took inventory on and say, okay, that worked. All right, cool. How can I mesh that with this opportunity? This person, I don't like how they made me feel in 2012. Maybe I should X them out. I really like how this person made me feel. They added a lot of brightness to my life. How can I keep them there? How can I work with them more? How can I feed that relationship? And just, I don't know, uh, approach it that way. Approach it very cool, calm, and collective and enjoy yourself. Enjoy every minute of it because whether you make it to 29 or 109, we, you know, none of us are promised that day or that year. So to just take the pressure off yourself and enjoy as much as you can and travel, travel and save. That's a lot, but those are my <laughs> life. That, you know, those oh, are my <laughs> It's all real stuff, so good. <laughs> I think, oh man, my 20s, oh, sheesh. There were so many lessons and we think that we know the answer to all of it based on our past. And yes, our past will dictate uh, a certain aspect of our future or our present. But the first thing that I would have taught myself would be to accept my past and not try to hide from it or did mm -hmm. or run away from it. Um, embrace it. Embrace who you were when you were 20, when you were 18, when you were 15. Embrace it all because if you did not go through that, you would not be the person you are today. It's, it's just yeah. the um, and you know, with that, you have to be patient. You have to slow down. Life is moving. I was just thinking the other day, 30 years have almost gone by in my life. And I'm like, yo, what? Like, that's insane, 30 years. Can you think back to when you were five or 10 or even 15 and remember who you were? And most of us can't because we're so caught up in social media or being this or doing that or trying to be here and sit down, relax. Be patient and just get past. Embrace it as much as you embrace today. Um, this is an interesting question because I feel like I've been reflecting on this a lot recently. Um, and I oscillate between like wanting to give myself that advice, but also what has been said about like, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't know to give myself that advice if I didn't make that mistake. Um, so it's like, a part of it is embracing the mistakes and a part of it is like recognizing that like, oh yeah, there are opportunities for growth. Um, Cause I keep thinking about, <laughs> I keep thinking about this situation. I used to uh, be a teacher, uh, I taught middle school and really, really loved it. But one of the things that like, I feel like was a huge contradiction in my teaching experience was I used to be like, do whatever feels good for you in the classroom 
but we would get in the hallway and because the rules in the hallway was code zero, like the kids weren't allowed to talk, I'll be like, oh, yeah, shh, no talking, no talking. And I look back at that now and I'm like, why were you so hype about codes? Like, why did you need to enforce that rule? Why was that so important to you? Um, and I feel like a part of it was just like my desire to follow rules. Like, I'm like, this is what you're supposed to do. Even though I knew that like, I didn't actually like that rule and my students knew that too. And so I look back at that, I'm like, what advice would you give to yourself? It's just like, I'm grateful that I felt comfortable giving students that that freedom in the classroom. But I also like, am also challenging the idea of why are you following rules that you don't believe in? But instead of giving myself that advice, then I feel like that's advice I'm giving to myself now. I'm just like, so if you was doing it, then you're probably doing it now what rules do you need to um, start like being honest with yourself about or honest with other people? Cause I should have, I could have said, I don't want to do like shoulda, woulda, coulda. So it's like the person who I am now would be like, actually kids very much deserve to have joy in the hallway. So like they, they might make noise and that's okay. Um, so it's like kind of not the answer to your question, but. <laughs> no, it's facts, it's, it's answers. <laughs> You said it right. <laughs> Be joyful everywhere is my advice. <laughs> <laughs> for real, for real. Yo, this is interesting because every like every part of what y'all said, I feel like I'm in this space now where, um, like one, I'm really trying to figure out like what I'm supposed to do in this life because I could tell you now, I don't know that what I'm currently doing is what I'm supposed to do in this life. Mm -hmm. And even today, Asia brought up this like intention setting group we were in. Um, and oh I wasn't that group sorry different group different group I was in this business entrepreneurship group and they invited me up to speak and they're like so what's your business I said I don't have a business but I do know that I really want one because um I'm not fulfilled right now and and then something else um that you talked about Ryan was like uh forgiving your past and that's something I was talking about yesterday where I am holding on to so many mistakes that it's so hard for me to feel like anything I have now I should have. I'm like, mm -hmm. I shouldn't have it because I messed up three years ago um, or I messed up when I was 15. And especially um, Jalicia, it's funny because I'm someone who's, I can be very uptight, like very, very uptight. I am so afraid to just like let loose um, because I have, you know, these these goals that I, that I don't want to let go of. Um, so I just think everything that, that y'all are saying is important. And um, I would love to know how y'all use spirituality to um, get you through each of those moments that all y'all talked about. Like, what was it about spirituality that led you to say like, hey, the person I'm showing up as right now is not exactly who, who, I'd, like to, who I'd like to show up as tomorrow. Uh... I think for me, uh, spirituality has always been ingrained in me as a young child. Like, I don't know life without it. Granted, it was introduced to me through religion. And then once I got to college, I was still very much practicing uh, my childhood religion, which was uh, Christianity. And then like I had this breakthrough moment in my senior year in college that almost depressed me because I just got 
open to all these ideas and different religions um, or not even different religions because I knew about them, but just different belief systems. And I was like, oh, my gosh, for a moment, like my spirituality cracked and I didn't feel connected to anything. And it was dangerous. It was very dangerous. And so because that happened to me at 21, 22, by the time like I like, you know, graduated and like took time to, you know, take a break from college life and try to establish who I wanted to be. Um, spirituality was something that I went right back to. And for me, it came in the form of uh, manifesting. And I literally just connected to that idea. I connected to that. You know, my mom always told me your words have power, you know, speak life. Um, she always told me, you know, what you do for others comes back to you. So all these principles that were still instilled, you know, that were, uh, instilled in me through religion still applied in my adult life so when I got to a point where everything was a little unshaky or not unshaky when a little when things were a little shaky I went back to those principles I just took out the religious aspect of it and just started connecting to the meat of it the the, the root and honestly that's what keeps me going it's a personal relationship with an infinite source and however I want to tap into it or however anyone chooses to tap into it, it's up to them, but you got to tap into it. Some people see it as self. Some people see it as a rock. Some people see it as fruit, like whatever, you know, whatever you want to see it as tap into it because you have more guidance and more help and more just insight when you can tap into something outside of yourself. Alicia, go ahead. Um, it's funny to me because my sister's name is Janasia, but she goes to Asia. So I'm like, oh, we we kind of low-key got siblings in this, in this space. So <laughs> it feels familiar. Um, I think this question, um, the other connection I'm making, Ryan, you said you also had COVID this year. Um, that was that was really a huge wake-up call for me. I had COVID uh, back in April. And I was with someone else who was just like, very, very sick. And I think his mental health um, was connected to this idea that like he wasn't sure that he would be okay. Mm. And I was just like, do you, are you sure that you're gonna be okay? And I asked God and I was just like, God, you, you still got something for me to do here? Yeah, okay. Um, and like, that was all the assurance I needed. Like, and it was still hard. It was like, I still had to figure out how am I gonna get the energy to get up and push through and make my body be okay and take care of this other person. Yeah. But I'm like, God, you said that you have something for me to do. And for whatever reason you have me here with this person, I feel like you have something for him to do too. We're gonna be okay. And that to me has been like the consistent message that God has given me over the course of my life. Um, is that like, <laughs> I keep giving this example about Black Lives Matter and like a lot of people don't actually understand the spiritual connection there of like, one for me, I, I, I was raised Christian um, and still identify with Christianity in my spirituality, in that Jesus Christ is my Lord. 
and savior. He's the son of God. And he was a man who lived on this earth who was not a white man. <laughs> Being very clear about that. Um, but also a victim of state sanctioned violence. So when we talk about Black Lives Matter, we talk about victims of state state sanctioned violence and we talk about this idea that like we are, we live in a system that says all lives matter but like we can clearly see that there are some people whose lives feel expendable are treated as expendable and when we can't actually believe that our own life matters that we are here for a reason then it's hard to actually not just say Black Lives Matter, but like embody that, be that. Because then we would have to believe that not only is my life important, but every other life that's here is important and is supposed to be here. It has work to do given from God. But if we can't tap into that for ourselves for whatever reason, like you're saying, like tapping into the source because we don't believe it, then how are we going is corny but like how are we going to achieve it <laughs> like there has to be some connection that we make there and so for me that is through like looking at the life of Christ and loving myself and others the way that God loves me mm. by affirming that like you are here for a reason you have something to do and like it's beyond me. It's bigger than me. I keep thinking about like all of the situations that end up coming together where I'm just like, I had no reason to ever believe that like I was going to meet Aaliyah after living in the same city as her for a year. And then we should show up in a different city. And all of a sudden it's like connection. Like there, there's nothing I could have done to make that happen. God is doing things that are bigger than me. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, all right, God, what you got for me? Real quick, Asia, share that quote. Because <laughs> that quote applies to what she just said, that quote where it's like, if you didn't plan, what was that quote? If you didn't plan for it, then that is fate. What's the quote? If you didn't, even if you didn't, even if you don't plan for it, uh, even if it's something about consciousness, if even if you don't consciously plan for it, it will still show up as fate. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It, I'm gonna give it to you guys later more specifically but it was basically somewhere you know surrounding that even if you don't consciously plan for it it will show up as fate mm -hmm. so yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. that's that if you believe that this moment right here has happened because God wanted this moment right here to happen mm -hmm. How do we then tap into this conversation from the space of like, this is an ordained, two or three are gathered, four are gathered. He is present. Yeah. Okay, let's talk about it. <laughs> oh man, yeah. Um, I I echo everything that you two ladies have said. Um, I too grew up in the same. <laughs> I will tell you. I was in church Monday, Sunday through Thursday. You was doing revivals, you was doing shut-ins, you was doing everything possible as a kid. And I thank, I thank my mom, one, for instilling that into me because, you know, as it says, 
if you if you lead them in the right path, they can go. You, you can go anywhere from your your family, and you will still walk the right path. And literally, all of us are doing it. Period. Um, what I've seen is that religion is it's our initial source to God, and spirituality is our actual relationship with God. And that is, if I can give it plainly to anybody who's struggling with that, that's just, that's it. Religion is tainted because of man, as we know. Um, they've given us false hope. They've used religion as a fear mechanism to control the people. Duh. We've seen that in history. Um, but spirituality really struck me. Oh, man, I had, it was 2011. Um, I had just, so I'll, I'll backtrack a little bit. I got into a relationship in my first day of college in 2011. I moved away from Collins in 2012. For some reason, y'all, I had a dream that the person I was with, she was happy with somebody else. So I was like, all right, well, God, what are you trying to show me? Am I holding her back? Am I doing so? Like, what's up? Broke up with her that morning, went back to the school that I originally met her at. At that time, I was in such a dark place. I've never, never in my life been in such a dark place ever. I was, I was so low. And yet I was so high in God's, in God's regard. At the same time, I had a, a breakout fallout with my mom, hadn't talked to her in about a year and a half. And we finally connected and we called it the Underground Railroad. Um, it was, we were just on a different way of thinking. It was, it was outside of the church. It was like, how are you going to have a relationship with God that does not exist based on other people? If my mom always said, if I'm not here, what are you going to do? How are you going to survive? And from that moment, on, I said, okay, let me create a relationship with God that is different. That I can talk to him just like I'm talking to my family. I can cuss. I can express myself. I can tell him every single thing possible and not feel ashamed about myself. The beauty in Christ is that he, he sacrificed himself so that anybody anyone could witness the power and love of God if they just believe that Christ died for their sin. That's it. There's nothing more to the riddle, but church will tell you otherwise. The church will tell you that you're a sinner forever. You're never going to make it. Um, you're, you're damned for hell and all this stuff, and it's not true. And I feel like as Black people, we, we hold church differently. That was our, as slaves, that was our way out. That was our that was our safe key. That was everything that we knew. And so we took it a little different. We took it away from the masters or whatever, and we made it to what we call today uh, the Christian faith. But spirituality is everything to me. If there is no me without spirituality. There is no you. There is no Jalicia. There is no Aaliyah without spirituality. In some essence, like you said, you could believe in a fruit. You could believe in a rock. That is spirituality. That's faith. You say that faith is having faith in something else so you still got faith it's just it's something i could talk about non-stop but at the core of it there's everybody has spirituality everybody how you tap into it that's all that's up to you but when people tell me they're not spiritual i just i can't i can't agree with that i i, I just don't i don't align with that because i know for a fact just like your story asia things that'll change your mind for the rest of your life and that happened to you it happens to all of us whether we see it or not it shows up every time without, without question god is always present 
Aaliyah, please go before I start. You know, I can take this. <laughs> I gotta pop in on that one because I feel like okay, yeah. The I think about the story that for me was like interestingly, a lot of my stories are school related. Um, but when I was in fourth grade, I had a teacher. It's a white man. And he used to like, I love school. I was a super nerd. Like I love school. But he used to come in and be like, work slaves. No. And I was like, that's, that's really crazy. That's great. No. You want me to do what now? Fourth no. Fourth, fourth grade. <laughs> and mind you, I love I don't believe school. you. I was, no, I'm joking. <laughs> just like that. What? I was done. I was just like, you you won't speak to me that way. This has mm. got to change because this is the space I love and we still have a whole rest of the school year with you in this foolishness. Mm. Oh God. So, Intervene. Please take the wheel. Right? Somebody done told me if I call your name. <laughs> Y'all when I tell you that man was gone to this day, I have no idea what happened. We had a substitute teacher. It was one of another student's mom came in as a long-term sub and I loved her. She was amazing. Loved this woman. She like, she held on to me like I was her child. And I was just like, oh God, you be working like that? Like not only did you <laughs> racist man, but you brought me this loving black woman who is just like, I'm going to take care of these children until they find a teacher. And then they brought in this like, miss frizzle like woman who <laughs> was just like really really sweet and i was just like oh god you be out here like that fourth grade was when i was just like yeah right no. yo yo i love that story y'all are making me think a lot about spirituality in my life i think like I think Ryan really knows about this the most, but spirituality is something I'm still very much so exploring. Um, I did not grow up in a spiritual household. Like I feel like my my family was in terms of like my aunties, my brother, uh, my grandparents, but my mom, she super is like, I don't know, like I wouldn't call her, I don't, I don't know what her really, I don't think she has a religion. She just doesn't believe. And so, for me, it was like, I was able to go into spaces um, of Christian faith spaces, go to church. Um, really, you know, my auntie really, my aunt Kim, Ryan's mom, um, you know, she would, she would see my future in ways that I was like, this is really crazy. She would speak God into me, but then I would go home and that just wasn't there. Like my home was not spiritual. I didn't feel that vibe. And so I think as I've gotten older, I am really trying to dis, you know, understand and discover what spirituality means to me. And honestly, I have to say, I think it's the people that are coming into my life at this age. And I was just talking to this with uh, Ryan and Mariah and, you know, they were telling me like, as you get older, really, you're not going to have that many friends. It's like your circle's just going to get a lot smaller. And it's been really interesting because the relationships in my life right now like I don't know how to explain it but it's like they were placed in it like I did not seek but they they came to me um and they have been really healing me and, and to me that's what I'm seeing spirituality as it's just like friends 
who are helping me get through this journey because y'all to be honest you know living in a city by yourself is hard <laughs> it's uh it has to be one of the, the most challenging things i've ever done so far and my friends whether they're here in dc or they're you know in in colorado or they're in chicago or they're elsewhere um they really it feels like they're like angels like saving me when i'm at my lowest moments and I, like that's that's what i know spirituality to be it's just people who love me and um who help get me out of those dark places because i'm someone who frequents those dark places all the time and every single time i promise you it's a friend who's coming in and pulling me back up and um I think it's beautiful because all of our stories are so different. Uh, but but what I what I know is that we are all in the process of healing. And and one thing I really do want to talk about is how do you all heal yourselves um, when you're also trying to help others heal? And I think like all of us can maybe talk about this in a romantic sense of like how are y'all still working on healing self? Uh, spiritually, mentally, emotionally, whatever, while there's still someone else that also needs that support, like from you. Before we hop in, I just want to tell you something, Aaliyah. When you, when you start to see God in every person around you, it's not just friends, it's not people, it is God literally coming into your every single day, every person. When you start to see people like that, you can't be mad at them. You can't, you can't wish down upon them because you're wishing down upon God, literally. If, he, if God stated that he made us in their image, mm. the physical representation of them, period, point blank. Okay. So therefore, how I've maneuvered in that regard is looking at everybody that I can, not everybody, you know, those... Those all live matterers be getting on your nerves, but um, you still got to see you still got to see God in them. You do, um, and so I just want to encourage you to to start transitioning into in your spirituality. See God in everybody, and then you'll be able to tap more into spirituality and in, in what I've experienced. But um, y'all can go ahead and attack that question that she stated earlier. Um. Okay. I'll I'll shoot at this. I'll take I'll take my stab at it um i wanted to say, okay i'm gonna say this because i it, it kind of coincides with what you were saying a little bit before um what i've also learned with spirituality and in terms of friendships and relationships is that spirituality is ever evolving and it, it's infinite it's really an infinite energy connection source however you want to describe it it's really infinite and when i started to see certain um cherished friendships or relationships dismantle and just like be totally ripped from my life mm. ones that i thought would just be there forever and they take new shapes new forms i i mean to be honest that's where my the breaks uh of where I am with spirituality first kind of started from. I said I was in a dark space, but I didn't say why I was in a dark space. It was relationships. And, you know, it was in, it was those relationships around me that weren't growing how I thought they would. They weren't um, feeding me how I needed them to. And what I had to realize that I had to return to myself. And granted, now I'm here in this space where I'm really learning how to love myself and what that looks like and 
the importance of dealing with your own company. But truthfully, I felt that and dealt with it at, in college when I broke down and realized like, oh my God, nobody understands what I'm going through. Everybody I trust and love is just like, you'll be okay. And I'm like, I am not okay. You know, I was just going through it. And what I had to realize is through forgiveness, right? Through forgiving myself, through forgiving those people, I was able to open myself up to more spirituality, more love and more light, to be honest. So I, it kind of kind of correlates um, as far as how I am handling it now. I am in therapy. That is what that's the first step. I am in therapy because I realized that you don't you can't do it all by yourself. Um, when I was younger, the way that I would handle a lot of my healing was through writing. And I didn't do it consciously. It was subconscious. It was just like a traumatic event happened. They sent me to a counselor. I didn't do very well talking to that person. It was just like, I'm talking to you, but I don't feel good. Like you're getting all this information from me, but I don't know how. I was in fourth or fifth grade, fourth grade. And I just don't remember it truly benefiting me. I really don't remember those sessions ever being like monumental. What I do remember is the writing. I do remember turning to my own words and comforting myself through poems and then seeing other people like, wow, that was a great poem and then feeling good that it made someone else feel good. And so that was in third grade, fourth grade. And then from that point on, writing just became my form of healing. And then real life started happening and writing just didn't seem to cut it no more. I'm like, dang, this writing not even doing, I don't even want to write about you anymore. I don't even want to give you energy in that sense. And I had to turn to therapy because I was tired of telling my friends about it. I was like, I'm tired of talking to y'all about the same thing over and over again, just to do it again and then come back to you sad. I was like, I need therapy because that's the only thing that's going to really help me discover like how to truly heal because I don't really know how. And it was okay. It was, it was honesty. It was, that was the first step, being honest and knowing that I could not figure it out for myself. And talking to someone who didn't really know me uh, really helped me realize that a lot of the healing was already in me. I just had to allow myself mm. to tap in that, you know, maybe it took just spending a little more time with myself. Maybe mm. it took, you know, looking at the situation and not seeing it as something that happened to me or as something that happened for me, mm -hmm. you know, and seeing that those situations happened for me to see myself. That, you know, at first it was like, no, but this is such a spiritual relationship. This, like, we spiritually feed each other. This has to be it. You know, thinking back to growing up and they talk about equally yoked. I'm like, no, this is it. And then when it doesn't happen the way you want it to or those those buds don't grow how you expect, you have to look at things differently. And I think for me, it was really realizing that a lot of the relationships that I needed to uh, let go of showed me what they were supposed to show me. They helped me grow where I needed to grow. And maybe that's all that was supposed to happen. Mm -hmm. But being a very loyal person, and I'm, I'm definitely one of those people, when I stick my teeth into something, I'm like, I'm, you know, if I imagine myself on a wagon, I'm gonna be all cut, bruised, clothes ripped up, but I'm gonna hold on to that wagon because mm -hmm. in my mind, that's what, that's just how I grew up, being someone loyal, being dependable, and like, weathering any storm you know when you experience traumatic things at a, as a young at a young age 
and you make sense of it like well these things keep happening I'm I'm supposed to be able to like stick through this I'm supposed to be able to be strong I'm supposed to be the one that everyone depends on and um I don't know if it was you Aaliyah or some or my therapist but somebody was like I have the habit of being like oh I can take it and throwing it on my back and then oh you, you need help all right I got it and I'll be crippled down you know barely walking I got all this all this shit on my back and (laughs) I can't even move anymore now I'm crawling you know and it's it's interesting because relationships are the same you know it's the same thing it's like you take a relationship that may need to it may not be forever it may take new form but like for now you might need to let it go and I think that's where I'm at I'm in a point I'm, I'm at a point I can't say I'm healed but I am healing and I'm taking the necessary steps to just change my personal perspective. I think that's my first step, forgiving myself, forgiving them and changing my perspective and seeing it as something that happened for me and not to me, you know, not taking it personal because when we take things personal, Mm -hmm. we really mess up. So that's how Mm -hmm. I'm going about it. Now this new approach literally happened maybe yesterday. Like this is new. Right. <laughs> Maybe this month, but you know, we still working on it. I'll give y'all an update to see how, see how it's working. I don't know. You know, I just have to say like the the uh what is it called? Metaphor or like image you gave us um of you like being on the wagon and just like being dragged down the street. Mm-hmm. What well that's me too, okay. So <laughs> <laughs> I get dragged down the street literally just since forever. It feel, it's so interesting because, you know, I feel like my friends now know me as me, Aaliyah, right? But but Ryan, my brother, knows me as the person being dragged down the street by a wagon. And so it's just like, it's so interesting to hold these two truths of someone who has grown and is able to like connect folks and, and heal. But but to know me is to know like, I have so much work to do, it is ridiculous. And, and I think both, you know, Asia and Jaleesia, you all, I've, I've opened up. I opened up to Jaleesia the first time a couple of weeks ago. Like mm. it takes me a long time, but I, I came up to her house and I started crying like, yo, I'm not okay. <laughs> I'm not doing okay. And, um, and, and I appreciate this space because, you know, like, I think we all can relate to to holding on to things when when it's way past due and just being dragged, you know, just being dragged along and saying like, I have to keep doing this because I said I love this person or and and it can be family too, right? Like I'm I'm also talking about family, like folks that it's like it's time to let go and but you know, that is it's tough. It's really hard. Yeah, I feel like. I'm thinking about that metaphor too, because I feel like there are times where I'm just like, you're doing this to yourself, Jaleesa. You need to let go of the wagon. Mm-hmm. You don't have to go that fast. That's the pro- You think that you need to go that fast. You got to keep up with this wagon. You ain't got to go that fast. Let go. And I stop and I'm like, oh gosh, that was great. I can breathe a little bit now. Why am I not going so fast anymore though? I got I to gotta speed back up. I got to catch up with the wagon. And like, and it keeps having it over and over again. I'm like, wait, I caught up with the wife. But no, I just said I don't want to be here with it. <laughs> and so I keep getting into this like dialogue and debate with myself. And I feel like where that comes up 
for me with the question of love in particular is just like unconditionally loving myself through it. Cause I feel like sometimes I'm just like, do you know the definition of insanity? Julissa, mm -hmm. you are doing something insane because you keep doing the same thing over and over expecting a different result. Aaliyah just told me this quote like a, a week ago, a week or two ago. And I know the quote, but you forget the quote when comedians, <laughs> you don't want to listen to it. Listen, can I tell y'all, like talking to, talking to Asians sometimes, she a Taurus. Tauruses are stubborn, bro. Like, <laughs> Go ahead. I'm sorry, Julissa. You're good. Um, yeah. I don't know. Sometimes I'm just like, it just doesn't make sense. And I feel like I want to beat myself up and be hard on myself for doing things that don't make sense. And it's just like, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not into your own understanding. Lean not into in all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your path. Mm. Why do you think you don't ever be able to understand and make sense of it and make the right decision? You can't. He already told you you can't. <laughs> so, he already told you <laughs> you can't. <laughs> You think that like you're you're beating yourself up because you're going too fast trying to keep up with the wagon. You're beating yourself up because you're going too slow, not catching the wagon. At some point you have to let go and let God. Like why do you why do you keep waiting on yourself to like figure out how to that's not gonna happen? And so my the journey of love is being able to like acknowledge for myself. I'm gonna love myself unconditionally. Like it doesn't have to like if I am tired right now and I don't know how to do it I'm gonna love myself by resting if I'm excited right now and I this is like four four speed ahead I want to do it I'm gonna love myself by entertaining that excitement mm -hmm. and if I get there and I'm like "Ooh, you was really excited about that and that's not what you thought it was shiny things Julissa shiny things and you're like okay right 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 but I'm gonna love the fact that like I enjoyed the chase of that shiny thing mm -hmm. I like and that. not keep punishing myself for doing the things that I enjoy and doing the things that like are going to make mistakes sometimes. I know that like in my heart, I'm like, <laughs> as a kid, we sang this song in church. I have decided to follow Jesus. I know in my heart, that's what I'm trying to do. <laughs> it just shows up a lot of different ways. Yeah. And sometimes I don't always, I don't like the ways that it's showing up. Sometimes <laughs> other people don't like the way that it's showing up, but like, I'm gonna do the best I can and trust him to like court, help me course correct. Help me, like if, if there's something he don't want me to do, I guarantee you I'm gonna learn that lesson eventually. I'm gonna, one of these days he's gonna be like, actually, Julicia, the wagon, leave it alone altogether. Don't touch it again. And I'm gonna be like, got it. Okay, not the wagon. The skateboard though. <laughs> Skateboard. Is there another way? There must be. Oh man, you know, you you hit it right on the head. I think a great example for for everyone for anyone that has not read about the Israelites is the perfect example of of life. What took the Israelites forty whole days? only was supposed to take them three days, literally three, but they were too ignorant to stop and appreciate and to heal and to nourish. And instead they complained. And we always complain about, about love, about healing, about why did I have to go through this? About, 
stop complaining. That's that's rule number one. If you want to heal while you're healing others, stop complaining. Cut it out. Get rid of people that complain around you. That's been a focal point of my life week. If you're complaining around me, I got to minimize that by all means necessary, even if that's me. If I'm complaining, I'm, I'm shutting down. I'm silencing. I, nope. There's no more. There's no need to talk because what I'm saying, like you said, the power of life and death are in the tongue. So if I'm speaking negative, mm. universe is only going to give me negative. So therefore, unless I'm speaking and people are like, you're, you're crazy for thinking positive all the time. No, I'm not. I know that I'm not because if you do, if you literally just speak positive and peaceful things, you're going to heal 10 times faster. You, you're just, it's naturally going to happen. What takes us seven, eight, 10 years to, to heal from something is because we simply did not want to heal from it. Mm. We, what we enjoyed being sorrowful about ourselves. We enjoyed the pity part that we do ourselves. We, we loved feeling that, uh, that angst or that anxiety for some odd reason, we believe that it voice in our head saying, oh no, you like this. Let, let's, let's go back here. This is what you're comfortable. This is what we're used to. So we go back to it. Uh, nope, now it is time. The, the number one thing that I've learned about healing is remember and recreate. Mm-hmm. Nothing else that we do from, from this conversation on, remember what we did like, didn't like, whatever, and recreate it. If it was good for you, recreate that. If it wasn't, recreate it to where it is good for you. And then you'll begin to heal a whole lot better, a whole lot faster and holistic. And it's not turning to drugs or any other way to heal yourself, quote unquote. Instead, you um, you tap in, you, you go inside of yourself. A lot of people are afraid of that because it gets scary. You see a lot of monsters when you go inside. You go deep down, and you start to uproot and you're like, damn, this is, this is deep. What I said to myself when I was five is now coming back into play at 25 and that's a problem. But we didn't think like that. No one told us that we weren't supposed to think a certain way because you're just told one, you can do it. You gotta do it, suck it up, get over it. And that's a part of our culture as black people. Get over it has been what we've been told from day one. So we do. And you're not going to get over it. You're going to keep getting into it. And that's the problem. So just just hold tight, remember, and recreate. That, that's how I heal while I'm healing uh, others. Like that. It also makes me think about the complaining because I feel like mm-hmm. I have I have a habit of saying what's on my mind. Mm-hmm. But I want to make sure that I'm like adding value and not taking away. Sometimes speaking the truth about the situation is necessary. But I also appreciate the like naming of like that doesn't have to be complaining. And so sometimes I do need that time for myself to be like, it feels like a complaint is coming up. What truth needs to be spoken? And if we can speak that truth, hey, it'll set you free. Yeah. Truth. So I'm done with you. <laughs> this is so interesting because so I was having a part, I was having a conversation with my partner, I think on Saturday. And 
something she said was really so profound to me, but I'm really sticking to it. She was just like, the reason why I don't talk a lot in times is because I only try to communicate through stability. And for me, I absolutely do not do that. Like I might communicate through whatever is coming up. So the thing about me is I can say something and then a hot 20 minutes later, I'm probably saying the opposite thing because I, I haven't learned quite yet how to communicate through stability, like just sitting with what I feel to myself first before, you know, before letting that become an actual thought, before speaking it into the universe to become something else. And I think that's why my life tends to feel so back and forth all the time because I'm never just like, I'm never just sitting with it first. Like, even if I have a complaint or something I don't like, like I'm telling somebody, but it's like, yo, Aaliyah, why don't you just retract that in, figure out why you're feeling that. And, and you know, don't tell everyone about the decision-making process. Like that's what it is for me is I'm an external processor. So I'm trying to talk to folks, do everything I feel, but in, in that same vein, it, it then becomes hard for folks to like trust my word because I'm always like going in and it's not that when I speak, it's not that I'm not being honest, I'm always being honest, right? But I'm being honest through different emotions that I feel. And so I think that's just, you know, communicating through stability is gonna be a source of calm for me then. And that's what I'm working on this week of like, yo, Leah, just keep it to yourself. Talk to God journal before you, you know, just, just, you know, flood a bunch of stuff on like your friends, your partner, your family. Um, and, and so that's what y'all are making me think about. It's interesting because I feel like I'm sitting, well, not currently, but I feel like, I feel like in the past I may have done the opposite where I like sat on it too much. Like I, you know, I'm sitting there with all my thoughts and feelings and just like, you know, it's like that, you know, when you got to throw up and it's just stuck, it's like mm. stuck right there and you like, oh my, just come mm. up. And then what ends up happening the situation changes, the person changes, or, you know, something shifts where I'm like, oh, okay, well, maybe not, maybe not. So it goes back into the pit of my stomach. And then all of a sudden, something else happens. I'm like, oh, and then the rest of what was happening before is coming up. And then there's one day where it's going to be like a volcano of emotion that just erupts. And I look like a psychotic person because it's like, where's all this coming from and the truth is it's been there the whole time but i've given grace i've given grace giving grace or on another side i tried to just refrain to hold on to the thing that probably needed to be let go of in the first place if that makes any kind of sense but i think uh you feeling or or taking the time to sit with your thoughts a little bit more just because you know you're a person that just spews it out is a good thing try that out try it out for size if you find it doesn't work maybe try another bit i don't know like that's the point in life right we just keep trying things until we figure out what really works you may find sitting on it too long don't work mm -hmm. you or you know what i mean like you or you just eventually find the balance of like spewing it out keeping it in or just knowing the right time to do when to do to do what so mm -hmm. I, I appreciate like all of you sharing what you just shared because it definitely had me ding, 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 ding. It was really ringing some bells. I mentally took a bunch of notes. Yo, thanks. <laughs> a whole lot of notes. I think the other thing I appreciate that like of like the trial and error, like 
we go mess up. We don't actually know like what works for me not might not work for someone else. So it's just like try it on, find out. I think the other thing that makes me think of is like our emotions are going to inform a lot of things. Mm-hmm. They're like they are a part of us. Um, one thing I'm realizing about myself is I don't always know how to name what I'm feeling. Mm-hmm. I would say like, oh, there's this feeling in my stomach. I felt that before and that was anxiety. So maybe this is anxiety or maybe this is the gut, like whatever. Like, But it's like, sometimes your body just responds to things because like it's doing what it does. We, we fight or flight, like we freeze, like those are our instincts and responses. So I feel like the part of it is also being able to be like, okay with the uncertainty of like I don't actually know what this is that's but like I need to I can I can get to understand for myself or or feel for myself like this is what you're experiencing I think the other thing to that is like what do I do with it I feel like to me I don't want my emotions to inform to like to to take me away from love to take me away from truth so if i'm communicating to someone even if i'm upset i want to figure out like all right if i need to say something in this moment how do i still communicate this with love how do i still communicate this and i'm not spewing hatred because i'm upset and then i have like i feel regretful later because i didn't actually mean that i just wanted to satiate the feeling in my body at that moment and not actually address like who who I want to be like who not actually stand in the person that I want to be in that moment Mm -hmm. um and so that's like a conversation I've been having with myself about like am I stepping out of my character in the way that the character that I would I would like to be espousing in the way that I'm engaging with this emotion take over and I'm telling you we're gonna be here another two hours I know I, I was actually about to say um <clears throat> when you think about you at like when we think about ourselves in in a calm state um at peace feeling good about ourselves feeling confident like how are you planning to to end this year in in a very like calm and peaceful way um who I am, one, one valuable lesson that I've learned is, is it's outside of this topic that you're talking about, all happens in that, is no matter how we want to think about it, when you have an issue that you feel and you think it's about somebody else, you're lying to yourself. Mm-hmm. Everything that you have an issue outside of you has to do with inside of you. So if you're coming at somebody, if you feel this type of way, how my wife and I have made it this far is because, yes, I may be quiet, but if I see something that I don't like or if I feel something that I don't like, it has nothing to do with her. It has everything literally to do with me. There's something inside of me that I don't like. And because I can see and reflect myself off of this person, I take it out on them. We got to stop doing that. We we have doing that as people we do that as human beings we just we regurgitate off of each other and we're like yo why are you coming at me like that when reality is 
why am I coming at me like that? Like, talk to yourself first. If you don't talk to yourself, you should start today. So finishing this year off, continually to talk to myself is one thing I'm going to do. I'm going to be sitting in the room by myself, talking to myself, because that's what works for me. I got to check in to say, okay, what, what are you feeling today? We, we go outward so much with social media and everything that people have lost sense of self. We've lost that. And I just, it's so sad to see. Um, but ending this year, you got to find the small things. Every, this year could have been, has been one of the, the worst years of a lot of people's lives. A lot of people didn't make it. A lot of people got sick. A lot of people lost a job. But um, among all of that, there was something good that happened. Something. If the smallest thing, it could have been that you smiled today, it could have been the sun came out. Find that small thing and carry that motherfucker with you until the end of the year, into the new year, into the next new year. And when we do that, we will not only see God and everything, but we'll see that everything is meant, all of this was going to happen regardless, y'all. Nothing happened off a of happenstance. Nothing happened because, oh, the luck of the draw. There is no such thing as luck. It just happened because it was destined to happen, period, point blank. Accept what you can, move forward, accept your peace, accept your past, and let this year ride itself out. 2021, what, what are we going to get hit with? Like COVID part two? More, more than likely. So get, just get with the program. Just accept what you can. It's funny because I read uh, for the first time uh, the four agreements this year and it stuck with me. I read it in July and literally since I read the book, it literally changed me. It changed me. You know, some books change you and that book changed me. So when you were talking about like, you know, instead of getting upset at this person, like I'm going to look inward. um, I feel like I wish there was some way to make a world PSA where everyone can see it. Like, because that it went for those who don't know, like if you don't know that concept of turning inward when something in the world doesn't make you feel good or you don't like it, if you don't know that concept, you get very defensive when someone brings that idea that, hey, maybe, maybe I didn't do anything. Maybe it's how you feel about it. Maybe you should take some time to sit with that. Maybe I didn't do anything at all. You know what I mean? I just, I just wish that I just wanted to say that because that's, that's something that really has uh, helped me turn my life around in a very, like, it was almost instantaneous. I was just like, oh, why didn't I know this before? Or, but it was so simple. It's a simple concept, a book of simple concepts where I'm like, well, duh. Yeah, this makes sense. Okay. Yeah, I feel it. Um, so I think to answer the question for me, um, I'm going to continue to go back to those agreements. Like whenever I experience something, I'm like, I don't know. I'm going to try to see if it aligns with the four agreement and more likely it more like more chances than not, it, it, it will. Uh, and that's what I've been able to lean on so far. And also, um, there's two more things. One, if it's not 100% yes, I'm not doing it. And I can thank Aaliyah for that one because she challenged me one one day and was like, you know what, if it's not 100% yes, don't do it. And I read a book by Shonda Rhimes, Year of the Yes, and that book changed my life. And I remember when I read it like years ago, 
I just went on a yes spree. I was just like, yes, 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 yes. And I think a part of that kind of still stuck with me. And I just found myself just taking any invitation that came my way. And it probably wasn't the best idea. So now when an invitation shows up, I'm like, hmm, do I really want to do this? If I don't feel it all the way, then I don't do it. And I've been moving that way since Aaliyah talked to me about it. And it's been extremely helpful. When it's 100% yes, I dive I, I go for it. When it's not, I'm like, oh, I'm a chill. And I think what's also very interesting for me is this year I am starting my new year or I'm bringing in 2021 at a wedding essentially by myself, which for the for I've never spent New Year's outside of my core group. I've always had either uh, someone I'm dating or a best friend. And um this wedding is gonna be a bunch you know my my roommates my sorors so it'll be still people I love but you know it's gonna be a little different because I expected to bring 2021 in like probably in a relationship more than likely is probably what I thought in the beginning of December I mean in the beginning of January but the fact that I'm kind of bringing it in sort of alone like I'll be in a hotel room by myself when I you know when I leave that wedding, I'll be going back to the hotel to just be with me, myself, and I. And I think it happened that way perfectly because I need to be with myself more and know how to be excited by my company again. Because I think, oh, I know for sure there was a point in time where I enjoyed being by myself and doing things by myself. Like, I used to love going to the movies by myself. And I mm-hmm. think with everything that's happening with COVID, I can't treat myself to things that I once loved. So what happened is I started filling those things with people mm-hmm. and then I realized okay that ain't gonna work either so now I'm trying to figure out new ways to love myself and be with myself outside of like doing the things that once gave me joy so the four agreements 100% yes and learning to love my own company again so those are that's what I'm leaning on this year or next year mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, a lot of what both of y'all are saying is really resonating with me. Um, and I'm realizing I'm actually forgetting what the question was. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's just so real. Uh, the question is, how are you, like, how are you going to spend the next six, seven weeks, like reaching a, a space of calm and, and peace? Like, how are you ending your year? I didn't even answer that question. Wow. Okay. You did. Yeah, you did. Oh, okay. Yeah, you did. You did. Yeah, you did. I skipped 2021. Like, you're and I'm ending it by going year. into the new year, fam. It was good. It was good. Um, I feel like a lot of things are coming up for me. One thing that, one thing that uh, Ryan said made me think of removing removing the log in my eye before addressing Ooh. the eye in someone else's. Because um, I feel like that has been one of my reflections recently where I'm just like, you thought you were talking to someone else, but actually this is the message you needed to give yourself right now. Um, and it also changes how I do, how I even can say it to someone else. Because I'm just like, one, I feel like I'm usually nicer to other people anyway. 
So I'm like, I want to practice talking to other people the way I would talk to myself and talking to myself the way I talk to other people. Um, in terms of like being as honest, because I feel like I am very honest with myself. I'm just very hard on myself. So if I can practice like delivering it with love and kindness, but still being honest, that's something that I want to do because I think I think that it does bring me peace and help me like start to dig into some of the spaces where it's like a lot of us have been miseducated about a lot of things. And I feel like the book for me, um, as you were talking about, like Four Agreements was all about love. Um, oh by Bell Hooks. That book was the start of my year um, and made a huge difference for like my relationship with like even how I conceptualize love, how I decide to love myself and how I love anyone else. Um, and because of that, I feel like I'm inclined to continue like digging into that journey, but also figuring out where are the spaces where I have like internalized, whether it's white supremacy or whatever other like lie that continues to run rampant in our world, um, it's in me as well. So how do I start to dig that up and have those like gentle conversations with myself and teach myself um, some of the things that I need to learn and unlearn about love? And how do I do that in community with other people? Um, because I think that there's a lot of value in learning about ourselves through each other um, and, and, and having that community and, and holding space together to do that work. Um, and so I think this season for me, like I'm living by myself for the first time is for me to be able to start having those conversations deeply and meaningfully with myself. Um, and I do that like out in the woods, out like just praying and meditating and like really trying to like remind myself of my own nature, of my own like oneness with the world and realizing it's like, it's actually, this is again, like a lot bigger than me. So how do I just like push past ego, push past self mm -hmm. um, and, and be at peace, be with the wind blowing, be with the water flowing. <laughs> It just, all of it, just be here. Mm. And that's, I mean, 2020, 2021, 2020, 2022, 2020, 20, 20, <laughs> numbers that we counted. And that's just what I'm trying to do. Be present. Yeah. <laughs> Here's the thing, y'all. I'm not gonna lie. I feel like I know how to nourish people and I don't know a goddamn thing about nourishing myself. I mean, I might not know like literally zip zap zero and so it's really interesting because I've been hearing lately like things I've been saying to people or feeding into people and then I'm over here really not doing the best and so it's really I'm just like damn you know what's going on and the biggest thing for me is like when I I sit and I look at what I have right materialistically I have it all. I have a very nice place to live. Like I have a very nice car. I have a very nice job. I have all of these things, but at, at the center, it's like, I feel so empty 
-hmm. and the facade that I put on for so long is like literally crashing right on down and I can like there's nothing I can do literally yesterday I was stuck behind a dumpster truck for 15 minutes couldn't go anywhere but behind it I watched the truck then then pick up the trash put in the dumpster truck do a little thing I, I said oh I could I could be a dumpster truck woman because I know exactly what they do on this job that's how long I was behind them and like and then some other stuff happened like some things got taken out of my life yesterday and mm. and it was really fascinating because I think for me it's just like Aaliyah yo the trash that you're carrying internally it's got to go and you know uh whatever you're afraid of of being by yourself it has to go and, and just embracing the like I am like I'm a dope person and I can feel I can feel my space with myself like I, I really can spend time with myself and enjoy it like I don't have to I don't have to turn to my partner to, to, to be the reason why I feel good or to always be the person who compliments me you know I don't always have to go to my my friends when like I can just t tune into Aaliyah and, and that's really for me, that's my goal for these next six weeks is like, it's not like this lifestyle I'm living, this facade is really not, um, it's not conducive to my health most likely. So I, I'm just like, yo, be intimate with yourself, Aaliyah, like whatever that looks like, yo, I'm about it. Like as soon as we hop off this call, I'm gonna go do this puzzle over here and, and just like tap into, uh, tap into my own source like I think that's literally what I'm being called to do right now in many ways so John 15 mm. just like read, read it out loud for real can I find that can I find that I was like let me pull up the book okay Oh, she, she got it. She got it. She already got it. She is open to the page. While she was saying it, the page was moving. We didn't see it. It was right there. Hold on. I can't deal with. Can I read this right here? It says, "You are already clean because of the world I have spoken to you." Hold on, I'm about to read this. This is sounding real good so far. I'm gonna read it. So far. So far. So so far. So far, so good. Okay. <laughs> Wait, I have. A, how did you just know that that fast? What John fifteen? Yeah. Because I'm speaking to myself. It's written on my mirror right now. <laughs> Little hints. <laughs> so Daily practice. Wake up in the morning, John fifteen. Look right at it. Mm -hmm. I am the true vine, and my father is the gardener. for real sis like you one you have to give yourself more credit you do know how to heal yourself you do know how to take time for yourself you just have to want to if if none of us can be good with being alone then we're doomed because if everyone that you knew today was gone what would you do what would you do that's my mom gave me the golden recipe to life if i'm not here what are you gonna do and I, and I talk to my wife the same way, babe. It was, if I'm not here, if my day, if my time comes, how can you exist without me? And it's not saying that we we just completely shut in and we just disregard people, but sis, you have to be okay with being 
everything that just got taken out of your life was so that you could be alone without obligation, without this insecurity that you are just, you're not going to have what you used to have. No, forget all that. It's time for you to have you. That's it. That's it. Love yourself. Embrace it. Everything that you've ever wanted to do by yourself, do it. Because time is ticking. Time does not wait for you. does not wait for Asia. It does not wait for Jalicia. It doesn't wait for me. It doesn't wait for us. Damn soul, period. It's not. So if we're going to sit here and keep going back and forth and trying to figure out what's good and what's, yeah, that's great. But just do, just do, just, just do it. Just do it. Stop thinking, stop contemplating so much. Just do it, please, for me. Read John 15 every morning. Mm. I'm 23 every morning. Lord's Just every take, morning. yo, period. I mean, it, it may sound weird. It may, you just start praying out loud. It may sound weird and uncomfortable. It may be like, why am I doing this? Just do it. I promise you it will make you feel 10,000 times better. It's a regular conversation with God. That's all you need to have. And I promise you. Good. If we know that words have power, we got to say this word. It's the most powerful word of all. Say his words. Say his name. <laughs> you don't do nothing else. Just say his name a couple of times. Thank you, Jesus. Keep saying it until you can't get it out your brain. <laughs> you gotta get me off of this i'm done um, no i really appreciate y'all this was this was uh this was excellent 100 i hope we all took something away yeah, absolutely yeah i just appreciate y'all's time i know y'all could have been anywhere else with y'all mm-hmm. with me. okay yeah <laughs> no yeah no it's been a, it's been a pleasure um I, much love to everyone in here it's it's not the last conversation we'll have for sure, um, but you know, continue to believe in the small things and, and take time for yourself. Absolutely, thank you for making the space, Aaliyah. It's great to meet yeah. y'all. Yes, Brian said, like I'm sure that this will happen again, um, and I'm looking forward to it already. Yeah, you just keep us together and just keep us moving along with different podcasts. Just <laughs> group tight. <laughs> we'll <Okay>. be good. <laughs> <laughs> and congratulations, congratulations to you for creating this space. I yes. think um, it's not only going to help the people that are a part of it, that get to speak, but the people that get to watch it and witness it and tap in just as a viewer. So, you know, big ups to you. You know, you got to celebrate yourself in just this moment. Like in this moment, you brought three people together, like who before you know, would not have known each other. So, and we had some great conversations. We related. We got to love on each other and celebrate each other and like cheer each other on. So celebrate that. Like, you know what I mean? Like that's some, that's, that's really good. A lot of people don't, you know, um, bring people together for goodness, you know? So there's a lot of good was shared here. A lot of goodies, a lot of goodies. So I'm thankful for all of you guys for opening up and sharing and just like, I felt very fed, you know, I didn't know what I was, I mean, I knew what I was walking into, but I, like, I got way more than, than what I, I, I came in here for, so this was good. Thank you. I appreciate y'all so much. Uh, thank you. And have a good night, and I'll definitely send y'all 
I'm gonna just put y'all in a group and say thank you. So you have each other's numbers if you want to connect since y'all are vibing. Yeah. What's <laughs> love, right, y'all? Bye. Bye. As always, thank you so much for listening to another episode, for supporting the podcast and this journey. If you haven't already, subscribe to the podcast, leave a comment, leave a rating, follow the Instagram page and continue to let me know what you think. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you again.